Yes, sir. We're back with another episode of Full Profits Podcast. Today, my guest is Vashon Champion. How did you get that name, my guy? Is that your actual name? Yeah, yeah. I was born with that name. The whole family got that name? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. So, you know, you got to be good, bro. I got to live up to it, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. All the way through, 100%. 100%. So, tell me where you from. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You ever heard of a group called, uh, I forgot the name, of the, the, the Dayton family? Like a, are they like a singing group or something? It was a rap group. Rap group? Yeah, nah. early in the 90s. They used to make some real hardcore gangster music, bro. Nah, I ain't never heard of them. Okay. All right. That's that's before your time. I'm like, I'm in my 40s, bro. I'm in my <laughs> 40s. You know, you, you, you still a baby. So tell me what got you into boxing? Uh, You know, I was... I ain't had nothing else to do after high school. Uh, I was watching YouTube, and then Boy Mayweather he came on, and uh, he was fighting Conor McGregor. And then I just loved what I saw, what Floyd was doing with him, you know what I'm saying, breaking down the sweet science. So after that, I had called a gym, ended up going to that gym and taking the baby steps and learning the as I went. Okay. Okay. So so you definitely are really involved in learning the, the fundamentals and, and, and the technical side of boxing. Yeah, most definitely, because if you ain't got no fundamentals, you ain't got nothing. If you ain't got a foundation, you can't build a house on, on mud, you know what I mean? No, you can't build one on sand either, my guy. Yeah. Mm-mm, you can't. It's impossible to do it. Um. So so I saw that your record is 3-0, and or, or was it 1 KO? Yeah. All right, tell me about this KO. Was it, was it, was it, did you trap him? Did you set him up? What was it, or did he just run in? It was, Uh. I mean, it was actually, I threw a combination and the last shot of that combination, like, stunning. And after I seen that it, it hurt him, I just went straight forward. Like, he had no more legs, so I went straight forward. And it took, like, it took him, like, 10 seconds for them to, like, wave the fight off. The doctor had to stop it. So the doctor had seen too much. Like, he wasn't throwing nothing back. He was just getting beat. Mm. So it, it really – I ain't knock him out, but it was a technical knockout. In my eyes, I took his soul. You feel me? I took, I took his heart from boxing. You did? You know, I mean, I don't think he fought since. Oh, for real? Yeah. So what was his record when you fought him? He was 5-0. and oh. Wow, man. You did a number on him then, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you did a number on him, man. That, not to I, I, salute to whoever that was, but you, you put in, you gave him some pain, man. You know, if he ain't come back yet, you you, you gave him a lot of pain. That's going to sure. stick. That's going to stick with him for a while. So do you prefer to work on the fundamentals and, and get your rounds in, or do you prefer to just get guys out of there as quick as possible? I mean, as I, I don't really go in there to, to go in for the knockout. Like okay. I, 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 you know what I mean, break them down. I, and I don't care to get the rounds in either. So if the, like, knockout presents itself, it presents itself. But I don't want to go out there and first thing I want to do is put them down. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how you get yourself caught up. For a long time, there's been this saying called Ohio runs boxing. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> That's I can't trust like, you right now, man. You smiling too hard, bro. I can't trust you right now. Take a look. You said, you said, when you said Ohio runs boxing, it was like, man, everybody say that. Yeah. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Ohio, Ohio produced good boxers. Great a lot boxers. of, a lot of, a lot of great boxers. A lot of great boxers come from, from, from um, Ohio. But I always said, I said that, the, that the Midwest ran boxing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
That's big true because you got a you got a lot of great ones. You got Sugar Ray Robinson who inspired Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? So um, you got a lot of guys. You got uh, you got so many boxers, and then up to date you got your Sean Porters and you and quite a few other guys coming up. So uh, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see. I don't think people know um, when they hear Philly Shell, they don't know that that's actually something that started in the Midwest. You know what I mean? I don't think a lot of people know. Yeah. I think they used to call it like the a Midwest roll or something. I forgot what it was called, but that just started in. Um, I think it's. I think it did start in um, in the Midwest or something like that. So okay, tell tell me this then, because I ask most boxers this when they come on here. Who are your top five Mexican boxers of all time? Mexican boxers. Just Mexican for right now. We gonna get to everything else, but just Mexican. Uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. I like watching him. Oscar De La Hoya, uh, Canelo. Dang, you asked me. Mexican. I like, I like, um, not Virgil Ortiz. I like, I like him too, but he ain't, I don't think I could put him in that top five category. Not I don't yet. watch that not Mexican yet. fighters though. Okay. Um, I say like, I like, um, what's the dude name? Andy. I love Andy Ruiz. Ruiz. I like, yeah, because I, yeah, um, you know what I'm saying? He was a B side fighter and, and they took him for granted. And you know what I'm saying? He, he did what he had to do. And he stopped. He stopped uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah, yeah. You know the only thing, the only thing about Andy is he has to be more consistent and, and, and keep his head in the game. You know, yeah. you, we we all can tell after he got that check, he was just like, man, fuck it, I can do what I want to do. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? he started enjoying life, my man. A little bit too started. much. You just started. Your journey was just getting. You were just taking off. So. He, and he still has a ways to go, but I think Anthony, I think, I think Andy Ruiz is a, is a good fighter. However, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna give you some homework though. So you got to check out uh, Eric Morales. You gotta yeah. check out, you gotta check out Salvador Sanchez, and you need to check out uh, Ricardo Finito Lopez. That sounds. I mean, I think I just watched the video. I was watching the video. Uh, somebody, I think it was Ricardo, because the defense was like tremendous. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's who it was, Ricardo. Yeah, Ricardo Lopez was a fighter that he did everything with fundamentals. He set you up, he let you walk into traps and everything like that. So he's a very, very good guy to watch. And Marco Antonio Barrera, who was one of my favorites of all time, because yeah. he started out as a brawler, but they got him back into doing the basics. So even though he could punch and knock motherfuckers out, he started disguising it behind the fact that he was able to box just enough to get, uh, just enough to put you in position to get uh, hurt, you know? And he had a, a a crazy left hook to the body. Mean, vicious, vicious, man. When you go back and watch uh, Marco Antonio Barrera, you're going to see that left hook, man. It, it makes you cringe sometimes when you see him throw it. <laughs> it's a bit more watch that for sure. Yeah, definitely, bro. Um, so how so so what weight class would you want to end your career at? Do you know or should I, am I speaking too far ahead? You probably speaking too far. I don't, I don't know for real. It really, you know, I'm only 23, so my body is still, you know, not growing, but I'm still growing into my man, my man body, my man strength. So like right now, I made 147 easy. I was tired. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't stressing my body out. Um, it's not body, hard for you to make 147. Nah, not at all. Okay. I made I made weight my last five I made weight so easily. Like I was on weight like four days before the, before the weigh-ins. So talk to me about that then because I hear 
I, I hear about a lot of fighters who gain a lot of weight in between fights, 30 to 40 to 50 pounds. Do you keep it down in between like the 15 to 20 mark? Yeah, yeah. So I don't like kill myself as my first, my pro debut, I was like 20 pounds over. And I, the way I did it, I did it so wrong because I, you know, I, I didn't have nobody in my corner to tell me how to, 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 you know, maneuver the right way with my weight, cutting the weight. So I ended up cutting down to, you know, 40, I was at 48. And I had like two weeks left, you know what I'm saying? And I was killing myself. You can mm. see it when I was in, I was like drained. But like this time I, I did it smart. I, I was cutting weight and I set a certain goal for when it's time to fight. Like for like, like if I had three weeks left, I got to be at like, okay, 56, be at 56. When I got two weeks left, try to be at like 53 and walk around at 53 for the, the last two weeks. And then once you got, you know what I'm saying, seven days left, that's when you go ahead and cut the rest of the weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I talked to a few guys and, you know, I was like, hey, I don't box. You know, I, I did it growing up. But one of the things I always watch was like the coaches always told guys to keep your weight low. That way you don't you don't ever have to strain yourself and drain yourself down and boil yourself down just to make weight. And even today, I still see guys that do that. And it's like you're not really having training camp when you're doing that. You're having fat camps. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? So. Yeah, so so I, I would be in the gym, even like in Chicago, when you go to certain gyms and you see the guys in there and you see them in the sweatsuits, you know, that they got the spa suits on and everything. And you're looking at them like all you had to do was just keep your weight down and stay disciplined. But some guys think that they can just drain all that weight off of them. And it's hard, man, because it gets yeah. to a point where you cut muscle and you're trying to squeeze the last bit of water about your system. And it's hard to do that after a while. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. That's so. Right. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I said, I, I try, like, I ain't, I ain't put the sinus suit on until, like, probably, like, a week and a half away from the L.A. And I try my, because where I train, I train in Philadelphia, at, uh, Philly 101, you know, um, it be hot in that gym. Like, it's burning up, you know what I'm saying? So, I sweat a lot anyway. So, you don't even need to put it on. For me, I sweat like a motherfucker, bro. I, I, I swear bad. So, like, when you in a gym that's hot and... And I don't think people understand this. Being in hot gyms is really good for you, though. Yeah. You know, it, it, it also helps you, like, when you're under those bright lights, it's, it, it's the same thing. So, but uh, it, it also helps you get that weight off and, and keeps you in good condition. So, tell yeah. me, what other fight fighters do you do you uh, watch or study when, when, you, when, you're at, when you're in your own leisure time? Uh, you know, I actually watch – people probably be, like, surprised that I say it. I watch uh, Javante Davis. Because people say, I say they surprised because he's smaller and he's like a shorter fighter than I am. He fights the side. But, you know, he, he's, his uppercut is so sneaky. And he's a very, like, tricky fighter. So I like watching him. And, uh, Lomachenko, I watch him a lot. Um, Jerron Ennis, you know, I, I train with him. So, you know, he, he was, before I even met him, I, like, admired his style. So I watch him a lot. And, uh, uh, you know, so I focus on, you know, switching. Because I switch uh, to Orthodox too. And he switches tremendously very well. So uh, I watched Ryan Ennis. Um, I watched Earl Spence. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Terrence Crawford, too. Okay. Okay, man. You need to put some of the older, old old school guys on your list, man, I, so you I, can. I do. That was my top five. I, I watched, like, you know, Tommy Hearns. Because okay. everybody, everybody be like, he built like Tommy. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm 6'1". Uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I saw that. I was like, damn, he's 6'1", making 147. Yeah. So I watched Tommy a lot. Make sure you check out uh Pernell Whitaker too, man. Yeah, for sure. 
I got my Marty Hill bro for Cornell. Yeah, yeah, he from that east, from that DMV area, from the East Coast. So he, he that's legendary right there. Rest in peace to him as well. One of the things that everybody is talking about now is is about, as you mentioned, uh, Boots Ennis. Do you think that he, if, as soon as those guys leave, or just right now, he is the better welterweight? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I was watching Earl Spence um, in his media workout. It, like some of the stuff he was doing is like. Boots can capitalize on that. But that's, I feel like that's probably why, you know, they ain't even trying to get that fight set up. Because, you know, Boots got got 30, almost 30 fights. I don't see why, you know what I mean? But they scared of him, you know what I'm saying? He's a boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, I heard that a lot. Um, I talked to uh, – I was actually listening to, to a conversation somebody was having, and, and the guy, he said he spars with Boots off and on. And he said, i never been with a guy that fights at 147, but he hits like a light heavyweight. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, he's like, he hits like a light heavyweight, but he's fast. He's faster, like he's he can get down to one thirty or something. Like it's like fighting a guy like that. Yeah, he fast as shit, man. That dude, quick and powerful. Yeah, I was like, I was like, this, this is this, this dude is really a problem, man. And when it when he when it when it when it's his time, he's I don't see much of anybody being in his way. There's nothing <laughs> like, as far as one forty seven. Like there's there won't be much of nothing in his way. Did you hear the, the 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 comment that Tim Bradley said that uh, Bud Crawford would knock him out? Yeah, but like 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 um when I, I heard that you know Tim Bradley some of the stuff he be you know commentating you know Bozy said it uh, that's uh, Jerron's dad Bozy he, he had said um uh, I don't think it was Bozy it was L it, that's his assistant uh, trainer but he was like some of the stuff that Bradley be saying and commentating like he didn't even do in his career you know what I mean so he can't. He can't say that, and, and, and if that's the truth, then why ain't the fight man set up? There it is. Because you know I mean? if if that's if that's a fact, then you you know what I mean. Shut the shut the um shut the mouth mouth up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To to say that to say that Bud could knock him, and I'm not saying that that's what's gonna happen because Bud is a championship fighter. But I to for him to say that, and I get it. You sticking up for your boy. He's on top rank, and or he was on top rank. You know, you bought him into the game, and you did all that stuff for him. That's your guy, ride or die. I get that, but if we being reasonable and we looking at the skill set of Boots Ennis and the skill set uh, of Terrence Crawford, Bud is really good at what he does. But I think Boots is too fast and too strong. Yeah, I agree with you on that, hundred percent. And, and not just for anybody that's listening, it ain't just fast and strong. If you ever watch this boy move, he do he can do a lot of stuff that a, a lot of guys can't do. He's he's light just as light as on light on his feet as uh uh Bud is. He he can box when he wants to, and then when he starts to step inside and wear your ass out, you can't go nowhere. Yep. You know how to cut the ring off. Where you gonna go? You can't hide. You know what I mean? So when I heard that, I was like, man, Tim Bradley, like, I, I get it. Ride for your guy. Ride for your dog. But yeah. we got we got to start telling the truth, man. Like, we, we <laughs> got to be we got to be we got to be serious about this thing. Because if you saying yeah. that if you saying your man's cannot can knock me out, bring him over here. Yeah, show me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you ain't got I mean, no fight coming up. <laughs> Just waiting for nothing. Yeah, come on, come on. Show me show me that you with all the smoke. Cause I, I'm with that shit too. And and boots sitting around waiting for that anyway. Yeah. So tell me something, man. What what you got going on outside of boxing, bro? 
as in, as far as on what? Like, exactly. uh, do you got any businesses going on or? or? Uh, I got a, um, me and my brother about to, about to launch a, uh, our clothing brand. It's called the Chosen Champ. It's off of my, uh, you know, my handle on Instagram. But, you know, we're going to move maneuver off of that because it's both our names. It's champion. So, um, you know, he draws too. So he does all the uh, designing. You know what I mean? And I can, I'm doing most of the marketing. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to launch that out. I'm trying to get into uh, to real estate, but that's further down the line. And um, and my dad, he do, he, he drive trucks, so I'm trying to trying to get into the trucking business as well. Yeah, real estate is a good it's a good move for you too. Um, it'll make money, it'll make money, and while you eat, while you sleeping and everything, so it's a definite okay. definitely a good thing. You got kids? I got a daughter. Yeah, I got a one. I got a three year old daughter. Yeah, I, I I know that I know that's so beautiful, man. When you see her, man, I know you just light up, bro. Man, all the time. I, uh, I ain't see her. I didn't get to see her for a whole month and a half when I was out there training in Philly. Cause I stay in Philly, she stayed here in Ohio. Okay. So, you know, what I'm saying when I got to see her, man, my boy, I was so excited, geeking for real, man. Like, I ain't seen my baby in a minute. She was excited. How old is she? Oh, with my daughter. Yeah. Oh, she's three. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. So she talking and everything, bro. She know. She yeah. know. Like, yo, where, where my pops at, man? Yeah. 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 You ever get a chance to shop uh spa with Sean Porter or like Kelly Pavlik? Nah, I ain't I ain't never got sparred with them. I was supposed to um get into Sean Porter's camp. It was uh it was in a, in the works, but it was too late into his camp to actually join into it. Um, because you know my my manager, Free Baby Cross, he had the connection with uh Coach Kenny, his, his Sean Porter's dad, he had the connection with him, and he had one of his fighters in the camp. And then he asked me if I wanted to join. So but it didn't end up happening. So um, as of right now, though, with the camp I'm in, with, uh, with Boots, that's probably that's, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is, man. Yeah. Look, you got you got to be learning a lot in that camp, bro. Hell yeah, man! My, my whole style and my game done changed. My mindset changed. You know what I'm saying? You gotta go in. When you go in there, Boots, you gotta he make you think. You know? Yeah, you so gotta it, be, it, you gotta be on your A game every time. Yep. Cause he and, and Boots Boots is hungry, man. You can you can hear it and you can see it in him. He hungry as shit. Like he wanted. Yeah. He wanted. Like and it's it's been a while since I've seen a guy like that who really wants who really wants everything on the table. Who really want to eat. Yeah. Yes, sir. I hope, uh, man. It, it's it's good that you're in there with him, man, and you getting to see how he how he maneuvers and, and he boxes, and you picking up the little nuances and everything. You need that. You need somebody that to to push you and, and inspire you while you on your uh, your journey through boxing. Yeah, for sure, man. So, uh, what was I going to ask you? All right, your top five boxers of all time, not Mexican. Your top five boxers of all time. Okay. Yeah. I'll- I like um the Kings, the three Kings. Four Kings. No, four Kings, four Kings, my fault, my fault. I don't know why I said three, but you know, Tommy, Hagler, um, it was the uh Hands of Stone. Yes, you sir. Know what I'm Roberto Duran. Roberto Duran and um Sugar Ray Leonard. Yes, sir. I, I watch all four of them and to finish it off. I gotta go with Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. I, all right. If all it right. was between him, if it was between Floyd and Muhammad. <laughs> Hold on, I'm up. I'm up you, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but if I had to pick between Floyd and Muhammad, I'm gonna go with Muhammad Ali, man. I just really? like the way he moves. Yeah, I, I like the way he don't just you know he stay he don't stay in one place. He move around. 
Oh. That's my fault. That's my fault. You good. You good. But uh, I like the way he, you know, maneuvers and how he, he entertains while he fights. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Uh, so what he did was, <laughs> I don't know if you know, but he took Sugar Ray Robinson style early on. And he said, I'm going to do that. He said, because there's no one at my size that could do that for 12 rounds, 15 rounds. So early on, yeah. So what Sugar Ray Robinson did was he figured out that if he stopped moving the way Muhammad Ali moves, yeah, he could sit down on his punches and he could knock people out. Not only could he knock people out, but he could have more reserves in his tank later on in, in, in like the 12, 13, 14, and 15th round. So he had a lot more energy and a lot more endurance and stamina to, to do more. So he stopped doing that. But what Muhammad Ali did was he saw that and he was like, I'm going to take that and do that shit as a heavyweight. Mm, and no, they, yeah, yeah that's, that's what they said. It was like, you can't, you can't do that for 15 rounds, champ. He said, you can't do that for 15 rounds. And he said, watch me. So now, so now, so now you know where, where that, where that partially comes from, a little history in the game. Gotcha. Yeah. Most, most, most yeah. people, most people, have, I thought, I thought you would have said, uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather though. Not like I, I, I love Floyd Gang, you know what I'm saying? But I had to go with Muhammad Ali, the old the old generation that that's who Floyd learned from. Mm-hmm. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So he put all them together. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So two, that's of, why two, two of my favorites is uh Marvin Hagler and Roy Jones Jr. I knew he was gonna say Roy. I love Roy too. He playing boy for sure. Man, Roy Roy was a problem, man. Like you couldn't, if you made a mistake, he always capitalized on it. Yeah, definitely. But he was like a magician in that mud. Yeah, and then on top of that, he got you to make mistakes along the way. Like he would sit in front of you, he would throw jabs or make it look like he about to throw another jab. And then when you tried to come with like a, a counter or overhand right, he would always catch you. You know, Roy, Roy was a bad dude in his prime. I don't think there, I don't think there's too many other guys that could beat him in his prime. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah like, uh, I, I love Roy Marvin and Marvin Hagler, man. Those are those those are two of my favorites. Mm. Hell yeah! If you ever if you ever if you're ever watching, and you want to like put a status because that's who when you look at least for me when I see Boots when you brought him yeah. up, I was like, damn, Boots reminds me of, of a little bit of Marvin Hagler, Roy Jones, Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, all wrapped up in one person. Facts, because he do. That's what Roy Jones said too in an uh, interview. He said he, he reminded me of him. Mm, okay. What what interview was that? Uh, I don't know. It was um I seen it on Instagram. I don't okay. know if it was was that on YouTube, but I seen it on Instagram. I think it was called Supreme Boxing. It's their Instagram page. Okay. And he was talking. He was talking about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna have to find that and check it out because when I be looking at, him, I'm like, yo, this boy, this boy different right here, man. Hey. Yes, sir. So who is there anyone else you would consider boxing with? Uh, sparring, I should say. I spar anybody, to be honest. Yeah. I, 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 I love working, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I love to do. So whoever, for real, you know what I mean? Just like how um, I got to spar with Boots, you know, it was Brother Pine. Um, Freeway asked me, he was like, he said, you want to uh, work with Boots? I'm like, yeah, that'd be an honor to do that, you know what I mean? So Errol Spence, I was part of Errol Spence. Everybody is that all the top fighters, all of the sprung. So that's the only way you're gonna win. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? 
Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Uh, I think that, like you said, that's the only way that you can get better. And then you learn something, especially if you get a, get a chance to sit around them and just talk to them and and and, and pick their brain about fighting and, and how to move and maneuver and everything. Mm-hmm. So, how far, how long do you think you can stay at one forty seven? To uh, I don't even know. That's a good question. I think I mean I, I'm pretty sure I got to get two, three more years out of it, maybe more. Okay, okay. How many more fights do you think you can do this year? Uh, I really we, we getting some uh, working up right now, but I'm trying to get at least five to six. Okay, is it under uh Rick uh Rick Ross promotion or is it under something else? Uh, it's gonna it's probably gonna be uh, under another promotional card. Okay. Man, make sure you get them fights in, bro. You got to keep you got to keep learning in the ring and getting all that experience. Have you ever thought about going to Mexico and getting some work done in, there? Uh, he, he spoke on it before. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't care who I fight. Uh, as long as it's two people, a pair of gloves, and a ref in there and a, ba- and a bail, that's all we need. But if I if we got to go to Mexico to get some, some work, I'm definitely down to do that, too. You should, you should try it. I'm not saying, like, definitely do it, but, you know, Go down there, check it out, you know, and, and, and see see what's to it. And maybe you might want to get some of them fights down there. You know, build your record up, learn how to fight. You know, that that Mexican machismo dealing with them hard-boiled fighters. You know, get yeah. some of that experience down there and then come back. For sure. That's how it's moved. Yeah, uh, I know Devin Haney, because he couldn't turn pro at like 15, 16 years old, they sent him down there. Yep. And he, he, he was just racking it up. Racking up wins while he was there. Who you got for that fight? Cambosis versus uh I got I ain't gonna lie, I got Devin. I got Devin too, bro. It ain't, it ain't even because you know because he black, but you know what I'm saying? I think style like you know, stylistically, he's better than Cambosis. Yeah, absolutely. Cambosis, you know what I mean? Cambosis is gonna give him a problem for sure. Let me say this because there's few. There are a few people who heard me say this, and I, I'm telling you now. I said that Cambosis was gonna be uh, Tiafimo. I said that. For real? I said that. I got homies that'll tell you that bet against me, and I won. I was like, I told y'all. I told y'all. I was like, all that <laughs> dancing around and, and all that pump faking on the camera lets me know that you're not focused. It lets me know that mm-hmm. you ain't in there putting in the work. You know what I mean? Then they came out and said he was having a problem later on, and he was having a problem with his lungs or whatever, but. When you sign that contract and you go in that yeah. ring, you know what you're doing. Don't nobody care. Don't yeah. nobody care. Because if you would have died in there, with nobody, they'd be like, oh, get him out of here. Then you know, like, okay, cool. We gonna mourn him for a little bit. and We gonna move on. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that, that. That wouldn't have stopped nothing. But I picked Cambosis to win that fight by twelve round decision. I did not believe that Tiafimo was focused on that fight. He was he kept talking about uh, what's my man name. Uh, shit, not Loma. Josh Taylor. He kept talking about mm-hmm. Josh Taylor. He kept talking about fighting Tank Davis. And you got this boy right over here who been living, who been living in America, left his family, and he yeah. been in the gym. You done postponed the fight. What three times the, the fight got postponed? And he was focused, and he and he started laughing and, and sending out messages. He's like, "I know you're not focused, and you're gonna lose this fight." And I was like, "Yeah, that's it right there. That's all I needed to hear." That's all I needed to hear. And he went out there and he, <laughs> he boxed this man head off, man. <laughs> and, and and then he, I feel like Tiafimo came out and he just tried to power punch him into, into being scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and when it didn't work, you know, you were stuck trying to box and he got his ass, you know, like boxed out the gym. And you said, he said, I want to fight. I want to fight. And then George was like, yo, look at your face, though. Yeah. You think you want to fight? Go look at your face. You know what I mean? So it, it pays to make sure that you focus on your fighter and stay disciplined on, on the person that's in front of you, because that's what matters. Even if the person is a bum, right? Or you think they're yeah. a bum. We seen Hassan, uh, Hassan Rockman, right? Go in yeah. there and catch uh, Lennox Lewis cold turkey because he thought he could just slack on the guy. So it happens. We seen Buster Douglas catch Mike Tyson cold blooded. You know, you you got to stay you got to stay focused on the task at hand, man. Everybody in boxing is a viper. They're a snake. They trying to bite. You know, yep. everybody's a wolf. Everybody's a tiger. They they trying to get you. So you got to stay focused on the guy in front of you. I got Devin. I got Devin. The only way Devin don't win that fight is if the judges just go, yeah, we just going to hand it to Cambosis. Right. I got Devin all the way. And it ain't like you said, it ain't got nothing to do with being um, black. It got all to do with the level of skill. Devin is a thinking fighter. He can outbox you. He's light on his feet. He knows how to use his feet for defense. He knows how to faint for, uh, for defense. He's a, he has an excellent jab. He knows how to put his combinations together. And everybody keep talking about him being chinny. But he got hit once in his entire career that y'all made this, like that not you but that people made this yeah. big fuss about one time. Yeah, once. Yeah. One time, because he was trying to prove a point, right? And that's why I be saying, man, to you as well. Don't let these fucking reporters who never had no fight, bro, yeah. talk you into doing something that you that you know more about than they do. Don't ever let them do that to you. They they talked about Shakur Stevenson when he fought us, Nakatila, because he ain't knock him out. Shakur did what he thought was best in that fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a boxer. I'm going to stay on the outside. He's a power puncher. I don't want to get caught. That's all he did. He stayed out the way. So to you and to anybody else that's listening, all the fighters, man, don't let these dudes talk you into doing something that you ain't supposed to do. They ain't in there fighting. Exactly, yeah. They ain't (laughs) ain't in there fighting. They don't even want to fight. That's why they sitting there watching you. And the majority of them guys don't even know what you're doing. They don't know about a, a, a... they don't know about an L step, a rhythm step, a bounce. They don't know about none of that stuff. They don't. Right. I, I know a little bit about it because I did it, but they don't know nothing mm-hmm. about that shit. They just said, oh, he should throw his jab. No, maybe he shouldn't be throwing his jab. Maybe he should actually disengage. Yeah. You know and what I'm saying? These guys, man, they don't know what they be talking about, man. But we're going to see a good fight, man. Uh, what you think about that Roly? Roly versus Tank. Man, really doing too much. You see, you see, Tank ain't talking too much about it. He dialed in. Yeah, you know, you know, Tank want Tank want to do him in. Yeah, cause he talk really talking too much, man. Too yeah, much. And whoever betting their house on that boy, they gonna be salty as hell. Be homeless. Man, if you're listening to this podcast, put your money on Tank. Yeah. If you don't, you are foolish to put it on anything else. For real, you gonna be salty as hell. You gonna lose that money, man. Man, this is that fight is. I think that fight is going to be brutal. I honestly believe that fight is going to be brutal. I don't. I, I think it's going to get bad. I think he's going to scar him up and then get him out of there. Yeah, I feel like that's messed up. But I mean, why would he want to take that fight anyway? Out of all the fighters that take the fight, Floyd said, "Fight Roly." I don't know, man. I think it's some bad blood between them. Yeah. Roly's good for talking, you know. He's good for selling the show, like this other dude, Blair Cobb, that got knocked out a couple weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> you know I'm gonna see you. 
Larry, he from, he from Philadelphia, so we hear a lot about him. So, But here's my thing with, with, with that guy, all right? You're 30-something years old with 15 fights. There are a lot of guys earning their way in the ranks the same way that you should. And if you're going to talk like that, you got to put on a show. Back that up, yeah. You, you got to back it up. You can't go out there and then get your ass blown off the fucking gym. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Looking like a bobblehead dog. Yeah, and for real. Getting your shit knocked, knocked all around the ring. You know what I mean? And like they say, what you do in practice is going to show up in a fight. So that, that rhythm bounce that he was doing, he got yeah. caught in that shit. You know what I mean? And when I saw I was like, oh, you keep doing that, dude, yep. going to catch you. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So tell me about growing up in Ohio, man. How was life growing up in Ohio for you? I mean, it was uh, it was not like as rough as you would think. You know, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, which is it's like a it's like a bad area. You know what I mean? It's um a lot of heroin addicts, uh, shootings. It's just not not like not like Chicago at all. But it's damn. You, you just know, gonna diss my city like that, bro? I ain't. I'm not. I'm not dissing your city. Now listen, listen, listen. So look, like where I'm from, like. They they call it they be trying to call it like day rack back in the day they used to say day rack but I was like I mean, we ain't close to Chicago you know what I'm saying but it, it it's it's bad but where I went to high school at I went to high school in the suburb my mom tried to keep me out the way because when I went to like Dayton public schools I kept getting expelled getting into trouble getting into fights mm-hmm. so she moved me out to the suburbs to where you know you get in trouble you know what I'm saying the law gonna really be getting involved you know what I mean and I try to you know and sports was the only way you know to keep me focused. Um, and that's how I, that's how I maneuvered when I was in high school. I was a four sport athlete, and I loved doing it. And that's why I picked up boxing because I was an athlete. What I'm gonna go do? Pick up a job? I'm be wasting talent. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And let me say this though, man: if you never been here, Chicago really ain't that bad. Uh, I've been to Chicago. I'm gonna say yeah, I went to Chicago. Um, we went went downtown. I think we went to Little Village. Okay. Went little, yeah, went to Little Village too. You know, so I've been there, I think, one time. Yep, went down there with my uh my baby mom. Yeah, man, Chicago, Chicago's a good city, good city to be in, but it's, every place has their, their bad hood. spots. Yeah. <laughs> every place got their bad spots, you know. And those small occasions where that shit happens downtown in the downtown area, it only happens because you got enemies meeting up, you know what I mean? And when right. they see each other, it's on site. So it's on site for sure, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but Chicago ain't that bad, bro. Like if you if you ever if you get with some people, you link with me. We can go a, a lot of different places around the city. It ain't like what people think it is. It's just that in those small pockets of the city, they really they active. You know what I mean? They really with all that shit. Yeah, they get straight to it. <laughs> yeah, it, it and they get they get busy. They get busy for sure. You know what I mean? Like you just got to stay out the way and, and make sure that you know the signs of danger when it's happening. You know, especially yeah. for me, I grew up here. I grew up in, a, in a, an environment similar to that. So for me, like when I'm when I'm maneuvering and I see the signs of the shit, I'm like, all right, we gotta go, y'all. We gotta go. But but I, I mostly stay out the way. I'm downtown. I'm in the West Loop, the South Loop, all over. So I don't I don't I don't get into no foolery like that. You gotta avoid shit like that, man. I'm tr- I'm trying to live, bro. I'm trying to enjoy life. Exactly. You know what I mean? But yeah, man. When next time you can, bro, especially during the summer. Make sure you visit here and enjoy it. You know, we got some great food here. Great food here during the summertime. 
It's one of, one of the best places to be. So what did y'all do? What did y'all do when y'all came here? What, what was y'all here for? Just to chill? We went to uh my daughter, she loved being around water. So we went to the, the little beach I got out there, the little lake. Okay. Okay. And then, uh we went up and when we was in a little village, we went to this little, little Mexican uh, restaurant, little Mexican joint. Really, I just was going, you know, this is a four-hour drive or not, you know what I mean? And I ain't gonna tell them because she was gonna go without without me or not, but I ain't gonna tell them to go by themselves. So I ended up going out there just just for the experience, you know what I mean? Get yeah. up. Yeah. When you around uh Coach Bo- Bozy, do he make sure that he teach you the fundamentals? Do he do he make sure that that's something that you stay on? Yes, especially on defense too. We practice defense a lot. Yes, sir. So yes, definitely, sir. yeah. Bozy ain't he ain't he ain't just a teacher. He a master, man. Like you know what I mean? I look at Bozy like mass like he Mister Miyagi. You know. Mm-hmm, what I mean? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I look he, he like, keep you out of the line, huh? Yeah, and. Then, you gotta be on your like you gotta be on, like you say you gotta be on your shit, man. You gotta be on your game, cause you be going to we we work four minute rounds. We don't do three minute rounds in the gym, four minute rounds. So that extra minute actually does like you can feel the extra minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I came back home like yesterday, Thursday yesterday I was part. The three minutes went so fast. I'm like, damn, <laughs> that was it. So when y'all do the four minutes, do y'all do the 30, 30 second timeout? Yeah, thirty second uh, thirty second risk. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, he doing it. He doing it the right way. He doing it the right way. Build your build your stamina up, man. You, you won't even notice it after a while. You feel me? So Hell yeah, I, I love it out there. I love the teaching and all that. Like, you know what I mean? I, I'm learning so much more than I did while I was at home. You know what I'm saying? Because his sons, his sons were professional boxers too, right? You say his son? Did not just not just uh, boots, but the older the other older uh, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they was they was pros too. So so when you in that gym, you get to see uh cool boy Steph too, then right? Yep, yep. I be seeing cool boy for sure. Yeah, I, I, I like his last fight uh against Brandon Figueroa. Yeah, yeah, Figueroa. Yeah, Man, I like I, to talk the whole time. I ain't know he. I ain't even know Steph was gonna stay in the pot in a in a in a inside with him like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, Steph. I'm like, get out of there. Get out of there. Now, he, I just saw him relax. I was like, oh, he got it. He got it. Yeah. He got it. Hey, them Philly boys, some tough motherfuckers, man. You around the right yeah. camp. Yeah, for sure. You around the right camp. Have you been out there and checked out the Philly cheesesteaks and shit like that? Because I hear a lot about I, that. I had I had one of them. It was, it's, it was good. I couldn't finish it. Was, it was like too much food. You know, really? really? Okay. It was stuffing. So I had that. And then when I got back out there, I went there for a week. And then I had fun, sport, had fun. I came back home. Then after that, I made a decision to move out there. And then when I moved out there, I was like, I, I can't. I got to stay focused. I got to eat right. Yeah. Because this it, is the real deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then once getting started, I had to um, adjust and, you know, make my body not eat that greasy shit. But I ain't even – I I think the first time I had – um. Red meat it was like two days ago. I ain't red meat in like a month and some change, so I was scared to eat red meat. Really? Just just yeah. because you had been away from it for a while? Yeah, it was just like how when I cut off pork, I don't eat pork no more. It was off of the fact that I ain't, I wasn't eating pork for like two months. I'm like, damn, I can't. I'm scared to eat it now because it's going to not sit right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to be careful of that, especially when you're doing that, when you're in boxing. Um, I cut pork out for a very long time, and then like, 
maybe a couple of years ago, I started having little bits and pieces here and there. Like maybe I have a little piece of bacon or something like that. Or if uh, someone I know makes a good pork chop, I may have that, but I don't have it. I don't, I don't, I try my best not to, uh, not to eat a lot of that shit, man. Right. Do you plan on having more kids, my guy? Oh, uh, shoot. Whenever I find the right woman. <laughs> that's, well, we know that's important, right? We know that's yeah. important. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, gotta find the right one this time, man. Can't run into no goofies, man. Man, hey, don't, don't, don't let it happen, bro. Don't let it happen. <laughs> and, and for right, for you right now, all you need to do is just stay in the gym and work, stay dip, disciplined and focused on on the mission. And, and and the right one will find, will find you. They, they don't, they normally yeah. do. You know what I mean? I'm you don't have. I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm right now, right now, like, like probably these next year or two, I'm treating. Like, I'm treating my life like I'm in prison, you know what I'm saying? Reading my books, you know what I mean? Going to the gym, come back home, eat, and just keep reading books. That's how and you're supposed you, to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, you know, I got I to gotta build my body into a machine. Bro, That because you, on, you only got that one. You only got that yeah. one. Yeah, you feel me, sir? And, and, right now, I'm at home kicking it, but I'm not really kicking it. I'm still training, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Your body is is a fighting machine, bro. It, it needs to be a well-oiled fighting machine. Oh. And you got to keep it that way at all times. Um, like you said, you 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 watch Floyd. You got to know that Floyd never, he ain't smoke or drink, bro. Yeah, Bud Crawford, never, he don't smoke or drink. And Andre Ward, no smoking, no drinking from them. You know what I mean? And these guys are world champions, stayed at the top for, for, for a while, you know? Yeah. Uh, what did you say? I heard you say something. I forgot. I, I had I had it in my mind, and I was going to ask you a question about it. But but my next question was: if you could sit at a dinner table with any group of fighters, who would it be? You could have like four, three to four guests. Three to four guests. I had to say, ain't gonna lie. I had to ask people that's around my age. Okay. okay. Like you know, Jerron, uh, Ryan Garcia, uh, Tank. You know what I mean? Devin Haney, like them for it. Like, I, I have to sit with them because I'm trying to get in. You know, I can't I can't talk to I can talk to, you know, you know, Floyd and them, but they already there. You know what I'm saying? But Jerron, Brian Garcia, you know, Tank, Devin Haney, they on their way to it. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what they have to go through because they're my age and how they're able to handle it being young with all this, you know, publicity, you know, people. You know, take trying to take pictures with you, uh, and you, you trying to stay focused training, and you're young. You know what I mean? You're a kid. Like we're still kids. Yeah, I heard you say that you're reading books. What what books are you reading? Uh, right now I'm reading um uh, the richest man of Babylon. I'm reading that book, and I read um as a man thinketh, and then Think and Grow Rich. There's three books that uh Rick Ross put me on to. He gave you the right books. He gave you the yep. right ones. He gave you the right ones. Yep. Read those and then uh what's the, what's the name of this book? Uh I forgot the name of it. I have I have it here. I I, I don't forgot the name of the book, but um I forgot the name of this book, man. I refer I refer for to people sometimes. It's it's not a big read, it's, it's maybe like 120 pages. Oh, it's called Warrior of the Life. Warrior of okay. the Life. Yeah. It just, it, it's it's really just a book of affirmations. That's all it is. Like, you know, 
a warrior knows when to fight and when not to fight. A warrior knows when to be silent and not to be silent. And then he gives you like these parables and stories throughout the book that um, that that give you lessons from it that you that you're supposed to take from it. So Warrior of the Light is it's a really good one. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely a good one. All right, my guy. Anything else you want to add on to it or ask me or anything like that? I know me for everybody that's listening to the audience, you know, they can follow me on the chosen champ, you know, T H E dot chosen dot champ. Yes, sir. That's I did not know that his real name was champion. That's crazy. <laughs> you gotta live up to the name, bro. You gotta live up to the name. I can't I can't wait to see you back in the ring, man. And start letting me know when you got upcoming fights and shit and where I can check them out, bro. Got you. That's a bit. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Full Profits Podcast. Remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. Appreciate you, bro. Likewise.